This episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by Tramps.com. Are you tired of driving downtown to a street corner to pick up your whores? Order your next prostitute from Tramps.com. Blowjob rates are going through the roof. With Tramps.com's pimp hand guarantee, you can rest assured knowing that you'll never overpay or especially underpay again. Save time and money by ordering your hooker from Tramps.com. Tramps.com is offering our listeners an exclusive offer. Go to Tramps.com and click on the microphone in the top of the homepage and type in I'm not a cop for a free HIV screening. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool collected nihilist, and David Day, a cool guy who is always cool. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrorable. I'm Bryce Hansen. And I'm David Day, listening to you on my left ear and me on my right ear, and it's producing a weird sort of tickling effect. Yeah. Like brain tickling. We're trying a new uh, production method to see how it works out for us. Uh, Great show today, people. We're going to have a lot of... (laughs) So excited. I'm so excited for today's show. This is a good episode. Today we're going to be talking about the movie Piercing, which you have probably not heard of before. Well, I don't know. I don't know your life. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you should have, because it's a it's a fucking cool movie. And another couple bits coming up. We're going to be doing State of the Podcast Address. <gasps> I'm just not even going to tease it. It just sounds so exciting. And then Horror <laughs> Movie News. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so if this is your first time listening, here's how it goes. We go, we review a movie, a movie, a horror movie. There you go. And we give a brief review and a score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge that no one should ever watch. It's a bad movie. You don't want to watch it. You can't even make fun of it. 5 is a completely average movie, passable. It contains everything that you would expect it contain and nothing more um and 10 would be just fantastic obviously like be, goes beyond the horror genre and, and just is a great movie overall before we get to the movie we're gonna talk about ourselves and then later we'll talk more about ourselves but first uh, we just want to plug our website, HorrorMovieTalk.com. There you can find all our past episodes and our blog, where we blog on horror movie topics. Also, links to our social media. We're active on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we post new episodes every Wednesday. So subscribe and leave a review of the podcast if you like it on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform. You can support the podcast by buying or renting any movie or product on Amazon if you click through the green button in the header of our website. That website, again, is horrormovietalk.com. This movie, Piercing, is only found on Amazon Prime. So it's, you, you it's know what to do. Up. Yeah. You know, if you're listening, you owe this to us. <laughs> We're just giving away our opinion for free. <laughs> Do you have any idea how valuable my opinion is? Apparently not, because very few of you are clicking on that <laughs> fucking link. 
Does that mean my opinion isn't very valuable? No, it means the kids are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Another sponsor is Shudder. Shudder, if you are a fan of horror movies, is a great deal. It's a streaming platform with a curated list of horror movies that you can watch. It's basically the horror movie Netflix. And for our listeners, we have a special promo code. This isn't a jokey joke like tramps.com. This is for realsies. If you go to Shudder and sign up and put in the code HMT for horror movie talk at checkout, you'll get a 30-day free trial. And normally it's just a seven-day free trial. So... There's, you know, there's it, no reason not to. Yeah, and Shudder's such a good deal anyway. It's like three three or four bucks a month if you subscribe for a year. It's like, pfft. Okay, I, I, the other day, actually yesterday, no, yesterday? Yeah, no, yeah, yesterday I watched Cold Skin, which is a Shudder original movie about a dude in the, like, the 20s who's, who's like, watching a lighthouse, kind of, and, uh, and there's... He learns that he's not alone on this remote island. Yeah, they have a lot of exclusives. Um, not only uh, Shutter Originals, but also just exclusive streaming yeah. movies. Like Mandy is an exclusive. I and think that's... Mandy is now no longer a Shutter exclusive. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they do have limited movie, time yeah. deals where the only place you can find certain horror movies will be on Shutter. Yeah, movies like that. So if you if you ever like are. <sighs> Uh, browsing through Netflix or Amazon Prime, you're like, do they have, like, Phantasm? I mean, that seems like that would be pretty cheap for them to get, and you can't find it. Well, it's it's about, like, a 70% chance it's going to be on Shutter. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, and Cold Skin was actually, like, I had a really, really good time watching it. It was a, a decent movie, so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, go to Shutter and put in HMT at checkout. Thanks again for listening, and that's enough of the plugging and talking about our stuff. Let's talk about piercing. So like I said, we watched piercing on Amazon Prime, because that's the only place you can find it, and it was like a bizarre love child of Quentin Tarantino, Wes Anderson, and David Lynch. Yeah, yeah, it was very strange and interesting and fun you know i i think so it came out yesterday and i think we paid five bucks yeah five or six bucks to rent it and uh it was definitely worth it like i i was so i was so pleasantly surprised by every little bit of this movie and uh and put off also like it was there were some pretty disturbing parts so yeah all right well here's the trailer for piercing I seem to have left something in my room. Have a good night, sir. I see this playing out in one of three ways. You want to know? Oh, yeah, of course. That's why I called you. The victim has to be a prostitute. Your guess is on the way up. Thank you. The first step is to get her tied up and gagged. She'll probably try to run and scream. Is everything all right, sir? Everything's fine. You could still kill her. What? (laughs) The first one, she knows what's going on. 
I want a way to remember this. She's being fake. The second one is, but she's like crazy and wants to die. So take her home and stop her, right? Yeah. What's the third? The third one is... She wants to buy some time. What's the nastiest thing you've ever done? Oh, God, I don't like that one. I know, that's the worst. Just wanted to make you happy. There's something wrong with you. Boy, they did that trailer well. Yeah, it even sounds pretty good, yeah. even, even though there's not a ton of dialogue in it. Yeah. Piercing is the story of a man named Reed, played by Christopher Abbott, who is encouraged by his newborn baby to drug, kill, and dismember a prostitute in his hotel room. Murder isn't as easy as it sounds, and after the office-esque introduction of Jackie, the prostitute, played by Mia Wazakowska, his plans are inadvertently foiled. Foiled? What, what follows is a weird sitcom trope of will-they-won't-they, they, only referring to murder and not fucking. <laughs> Piercing is a stylistic short film plot that is convincingly stretched to a feature-length film. The director, Nicholas Pesci, borrows skillfully from many of my favorite directors. There's a bit of Tarantino, some Wes Anderson, and a healthy dose of David Lynch um, throughout. There aren't many scares, but lots of tension and surprising moments throughout. The performances by the lead actors or very captivating to watch. The plot of Reed trying to kill a hooker only really serves as a framework to explore a murky dreamscape of Reed's psyche and the mysterious intentions of Jackie. If you want a movie with a beginning, middle, and an end, you might have to settle for two out of three. However, I can definitely say that Piercing was an enjoyable movie, and I can recommend seeing it if you like art house horror. I gave it a seven out of ten. Yeah, I'd say that's. I'd say that's fair. Uh, in fact, I'd say seven is is spot on. May it might for me, it might be a little bit more or a little bit less depending on how I'm feeling. You, right. di- you did mention that there is no there's no real scares in this. It's mostly it's this movie works based around tension and and body horror. That is to say, there's a lot of self mutilation and. And, well, self-stabbing, really. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of self-mutilation, self-stabbing, um, and and also hurting other pe- hurting uh, the other individuals in this movie. So, if you're not one f- to watch someone be tortured, uh, <laughs> this is not is not for you. Like, the, it has some pretty uncomfortable parts about that. Yeah. But apart from that, if it, if that sounds like a good time to you, then first of all, you're a freak. And second of all, you'll enjoy piercing. Yeah. And also, if you like kind of the dreamy, dreamscape weirdness, 
uh, avant-garde stuff. This, yeah. It's got, it's not over the top, but there's definitely some scenes in there that will uh, float your boat. Yeah. If you've ever, se- this, th- there's a point in this movie, like the last third of this movie really falls into this deep rut left by Blue Velvet. <laughs> and and I can only describe it as being like so similar to Blue Velvet in tone and imagery that uh, that yeah if Blue Velvet is your thing it's like a 1994 David Lynch movie then then this is right up your alley. Uh, so let's get into spoilers. So your your score was seven too. Yeah, I'd go right. I'd go seven. All that's right. a, that's about dead on. Spoilers. A lot of knob turning Yeah, we'll see how this. <laughs> you're really good at uh, at remembering, like, like just. There's so many buttons and knobs in front of you. I can't. I can't imagine how you kept all that straight. Mm. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm as surprised as you are. <laughs> so piercing. <laughs> Piercing is j- based on a Japanese uh, book, which kind of makes sense because it's weird and I yeah. don't understand it. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> that's a good point because it's weird and I don't understand it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Every so many Japanese films that I watch, even like I've read one or two uh, mangas, and uh, m- mostly I'm referring to Akira. Every time I watch anything from Japan, I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like, do they get it? <laughs> like, <laughs> is someone getting this? Yeah. And then the whole idea of businessman going on business trip is, I don't know, it seems uh, anachronistic. Yeah. In in a way. I mean, I guess there are businessmen in suits still going on business trips. Yeah. But I don't know any. <laughs> there's this weird aspect of like... Of simplifying things too too much, you know, like I don't know. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the style and all the things that it reminded me of. And this might might uh, sound like we are uh, making this sound better than it is, and we we might be. It's not. This this film is definitely not on the same level as these directors that I'm going to mention, but it does borrow lovingly from them. Yes, yeah, it's it's it it, it gives you a strong feel yeah. from whatever he's about to say. But it's not cheap. It's not like I'm stealing this outright and I don't know how to do it. It's it all blends together pretty seamlessly. But it's all very much inspired by. It right. just it just it's like, oh, this is someone who definitely grew up um idolizing these particular elements of movies. Right. So one of them, I mean the first one and probably the throughout the movie the least influential after like the first opening sequence is Tarantino a bit of like the 70s cool vibe and having the time period be kind of ambiguous like it feels timeless like what time period was pulp fiction taking place in like you yeah. can't really 
yeah. you can't really nail it down. It feels kind of 70s, 60s-ish. Also kind of 90s-ish. Yeah. Same thing with, with Wes Anderson, too. He's the next one I'm going to talk about. But, like, Wes Anderson's, his his movies are kind of timeless, too. Kind of weird yeah. 50s, 60s. Yeah. Uh, but you can't. But they're also, like, really but modern. But also right now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and actually, uh, the dial- a little bit of the dialogue felt kind of Tarantino-esque. Right. It yeah. was, it There's was... a lot of matter-of-fact dialogue. Of... Right. Practical... Like let's, but also like, like what's the weather like? Oh, yeah. it's it's not. Are you wearing your scarf right now? Yeah, I am. Yeah, but I you can't get a cold. Yeah, you, the baby will get a cold if you get a cold. I'm I'm wearing my scarf. Like they're talking over the phone and arguing about a scarf, and it's like, okay, this feels kind of Tarantino-y. Yeah. Uh, the the obvious uh, parallel with Wes Anderson is the use of miniatures. Oh man. So many, all of the exterior shots are done with these really cool miniatures. Matchbox cars with little lights on them. And and like the buildings that are kind of just, you know, tiled infinitely. Yeah. (laughs) You know, never ending buildings. Um, so, I mean, that's another thing that makes it hard to place because it could also be like this dystopian future. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It felt kind of, um, yeah, it felt kind of like, like, a like like Blade Runner. It was like a, like a (laughs) low rent version of Blade Runner where the skyscrapers and technology isn't overwhelming. It's just like, well, just, there's a lot of big skyscrapers, but they don't have advertisements. Yeah. Or, or dark city. Like, like not like, what is this? A building for ants? Like it just felt like intentionally miniature E, you know, it was like, this is clearly a miniature. At first your, your eye kind of goes, Oh, a building. And then you go immediately go, Oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. This is just, they're all like all the buildings are way too similar. Yeah. And there's just not enough. Right. Anyways. But yeah, it's, it's, it was very interesting and made you definitely think of Wes Anderson. The third influence, We've already mentioned David Lynch. Um, a lot of stuff, the the surrealistic parts of it, the dream logic, the you, you mentioned Blue Velvet. I haven't I haven't seen that one yet. The hatred of babies, <laughs> like like you know, I mean David Lynch, not a fan of babies. There was a baby. There was a baby. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. And in this one, one of the first things you see is this tiny little infant very convincingly telling he, its yeah. father to... Well, well yeah. You know, you know yeah. what you got to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, hey, that baby's got a baritone. Yeah. I think I have a clip here. This one. You know what you have to do, right? <laughs> Imagine a tiny, tiny baby just looking up at you with a serious face saying... You know what you have to do, right? Basically spouting Mothman shit at you. Yeah. Um, the the last two influences, much less so The Office, <laughs> the TV show The Office. There's a bit of cringe in there, and the will they, won't they, mm-hmm. towards, towards the end of the film, um, just felt very uh, Jim and Pam. It did. <laughs> not, not really, but I mean, it, it was no, cutesy. Mostly, at, at points. for me, The Office came in, like, I remember I, I remember saying that but because I felt so awkward. Like, the, everything yeah. about, it's, but, it, but instead of it being 
social awkwardness. It was, uh, it was physicality. It, it yeah. was, it, it it was intentionally awkward about violence and, and like inflicting self-harm and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that, that felt very Wes Anderson too. Yeah. Just the ineptitude and just yeah. like, this isn't right the way we're, you know. Yeah. Things are off. Yeah. Um, and the final one, and there was one scene that really reminded me of it was, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, there was one scene when they're driving home from the hospital that reminded me so much of punch drunk loves the light, the way the light was on their faces and right. And they were like kind of staring off into the middle distance and they were like, I want to kill you. Yeah. I want to, I want to hit you in the face here. Here's a, here's a clip that I pulled. So I pulled a clip from piercing and a clip from punch drunk love. So you can compare. So here's, here's piercing. Look at your face. The most adorable thing I've ever seen. I just want to hit you. Not just like a little slap on the cheek. I want to punch you with my fist as hard as I can. That's love. Yeah, and then here's Punch Drunk Love. I want to bite your cheek and put you on it. So fucking cute. I'm looking at your face and I just want to smash it. I just want to fucking smash it with a sledgehammer and squeeze it. You're so pretty. I love Punch Drunk Love. I love that movie so much. That's my absolute. That's like got to be top five. I got movies. chills, man. Yeah. Punch Drunk Love. Oh man, if if you don't like Punch Drunk Love, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out. Yeah, it's one of those movies that that shows you the potential that Adam Sandler can have. Yeah, and you're like, God damn it, just do that every time. Stop, just. Make make those movies. Stop spazzing out and yeah. just do that. But, you know, he's got to take his friends to Hawaii. It works for him. So, so yeah, those those are all moments and, and stylistic flares that reminded me of other directors. And they're all directors that I like. Yeah, and, and it does it well. I like, and, and it does it well, and it's entertaining to watch. Yeah, let's talk about the baby. There's a baby? There was a baby? There was a baby. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the opening scene is the main character, Reed, holding an ice pick over the baby. Yeah. And just, was, I'm going to stab this fucking baby. Yeah, it was really tense. Yeah. And, Which is a pretty strong way to open a film. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely punctuating. So it goes from attempting to stab a baby to being interrupted to just... Randomly just choking himself. Yeah. Like looking at himself in the mirror and just choking himself as hard as he can. Right. It's just kind of a weird, disturbing yeah. feel early on. Yeah. And then he's talking with his wife and he looks down at his baby and... and uh, you know what you have to do, right? <laughs> it's like, it's like, yep. Jesus. Yeah, I this- guess I gotta go kill a hooker. Yeah, the picture that gets painted pretty early from the get-go in this movie is Reed, uh, our main character, is under a great deal of psychological stress, and and probably he's 
he's in a break, in the middle of a break. And then he, he goes to his hotel room, and um, I mean, I don't want to go through the beat by beat of the whole plot, but this was a, one of the more endearing scenes in the movie he's he's in the hotel room and he's <laughs> pantomiming how he's gonna murder this whore yeah. <laughs> i'm just gonna use as many synonyms for prostitute as i can throughout. Whore. uh and so he's he's pantomiming and then it's got like the sound effects of him actually doing it which is kind of great so you have to you have to imagine that someone is uh, he's uh miming stabbing someone in the neck inside the bathroom and this is the sound that you hear even though there's no one there that he's actually stabbing he's just pantomiming it yeah that's her blood yeah so you hear him like stab someone in the neck and like the blood spurting out and draining down the bathtub but there's no one there he's just stabbing the air so it's like it does that a couple times you hear you see him like pantomiming sawing off and dismembering this person the sense of humor of this movie actually also reminded me quite a bit of the house that jack built like right very much because it was like it just approached murder and violence in this extremely matter-of-fact way that was like okay well i have to kill this whore so how am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? How am I? And and he's like, you know, he's he's really, really going through a lot of <laughs> of stress trying to figure out how this was all going to play out. And of course, that's all gets thrown into the into the bin as soon as she shows up because she's a special kind of crazy too. Yeah, and he's like super eager to do this. So he, you know, he has scheduled the prostitute to come over the next day, but he calls in advance and is like, "Send me, send me someone right now." I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm Let's ready to go this. here. And so Jackie comes over the the prostitute, and that is the moment where you know we we just watched Reed act out his ideal scenario of how this is going to go down and then when the girl shows up it's just the most cringeworthy just like oh i don't know what to do with my hands he's frozen up he just freezes up he's like well you're the one and she's like okay all right <laughs> you kind of weird, weird me out dude <laughs> and so she goes in in the bathroom and then just Hard cut to him going into the bathroom. Well, let's hang on. There's one. There's one critical key component that and that happens when they're when they they sit down with some drinks. They sit down with some drinks, and she's like trying to loosen up. She's like, "Hey, baby, like, what do you like? You like it when I touch myself in front of you?" And uh, he's oh yeah, all he's concerned about is like I get to tie you up, right? He's yeah, he's just like, um, but the bondage though, right? And she's like, yeah, sure, but what about like, you know, let's let's work our way into this, and and he like in he's so wrapped up in this act he's about to commit that he he can't get his head into this like sexy spot, <laughs> and so he ends up like kind of cringing while she's like trying to get him you know, kind of prepped for what's about to happen, kind of uh-huh. excited. And she takes that poorly. And I think that's why it spins off is because yeah. she feels rejected or as though she has disgusted him. And then she heads off into the bathroom. Right. And so he yeah. comes, he comes into the bathroom and for some reason or another, she's just stabbing herself in oh. the leg repeatedly with a, with scissors. Go. Oh, <laughs> Jackie, the the prostitute, there's 
something ain't quite right. With really? Her. Yeah, she's going to town on her leg with these scissors, just smashing it, like, all the way down to the bone. It is brutal. Yeah, and I don't think it's ever really explained what's going on with her. I, I didn't gather, like, yeah. what the reasoning or what her motives were, other than she's a wild card. She is a lunatic. Yeah. yeah. And so they go, he takes her to the hospital. Oh, wait, no, no, he he goes into the bathroom, and she just starts, like, screaming when he gets near her. Yeah, you like, know? bloody murder. Yeah. And then the hotel clerk calls and is like, hey, uh, you know, some some people are sleeping now. It's kind of late. Maybe, you know, if you're watching the TV or something, like, keep it down. I got a clip here. Mr. Kern, uh, is everything all right, sir? Everything's fine. As you may be aware, sir, all of our rooms are occupied tonight, and some of our guests are already sleeping. So we would very much appreciate it if you could keep the volume as low as possible when enjoying musical television. Of course. Uh, sorry, I'll keep it down. You could still kill her there. <laughs> so at several points in the movie, there's just kind of this... Uh, well, I mean, obviously the baby can't actually tell him to go through with things. So at several points in the movie, there's there's characters and phone calls and stuff that are telling him, like, yeah, you, I mean, just you got to kill this this hooker, right? Yeah. Just go. Just keep going. Just keep doing it. You yeah, know? he's he's a paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah, he's so it's a lot of what happens in the film. It's an unreliable narrator or un- unreliable point of view of what's happening. And it just comes in, in little bits and pieces, uh, which is which makes it interesting. Spices it up. It sure does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You quickly begin to realize that that your boy Reed is he's not really fully there. Like yeah. he's just he's just really fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and. So let's see, the baby talks to him, the hotel clerk talks to him, and his wife talks to him over a payphone, and they're all like, end end the conversation, and like, oh yeah, one more thing, go kill that hooker, okay? Yeah, (laughs) it's questionable to me, like, so his wife was really in on it, like, really in on it. Was she, though? That's what I'm saying. That's where I'm going with this, which is, did she want him to go kill a hooker, or was she ever talking to him? How much of this is made up uh, in his own head? You know, it's like, it's very hard to know because he's clearly a lunatic. Right. Um, also, uh, okay, so takes her to the hospital. She gets fixed up and then they she takes him in the cab uh, to her place, right? Yeah. And uh, the cab ride over there was very was the punch drunk love kind of sequence. Um, so they're in they're in her place, and it is the best apartment to kill someone in. Yeah, just it has to be fully set up, ready to go, wall to wall, deep red mm-hmm. carpet, walls, everything's just deep red, the color of dried blood. Yeah. <laughs> They're lying on her bed, and she's got, like, deep red silk sheets on it. And she's like, hey, uh, sheets are going to get wet with all sorts of things. <laughs> it's like, oh. like, is this woman asking me to stab her right now? Because I kind of want to stab her. <laughs> I 
just want to smash your face with a hammer and bunch it up. Yeah. Bite it. And uh, he he even threatens her, like, on the bed. He's got the ice pick, and he's like, the, the trick is, you got to believe it's not going to hurt. <laughs> Good okay, lord. Okay. To which she she uh, cuts it. She's like, uh, can we eat first before you kill me? Yeah. You know? No, he says without, that. Without the... No, she says it the first time. Oh. She says, can we eat oh, first? Yeah. And then they... They eat. She didn't leave. She didn't say the before you kill me first. It's kind of vague how much she knows or understands what's going on. It doesn't even matter to her. Like she's she's like, I know what you're doing. And so from his point of view, he's like, does she know I want to murder her because she seems really on board with this. She, yeah, idea. she seems down with all kinds of weird violence. Like it's it's. And it and it in a weird way this this kind of morphs into like a love story, yeah. Of like two very very messed up people who found each other. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a twisted romance. And they beat the living bejesus out of each yeah. other. Yeah, I've never. I think this is probably the only film that I've seen someone beat with a can opener. That was so strange to me. She goes, so she drugs him with Halcyon. Mm -hmm. He starts, you know, he reenacts Wolf of Wall Street, the part, the Quaalude scene, (laughs) where he's like, oh, I gotta get up. And, you know, he's like foaming at the mouth. and, uh, And she goes to the drawer, grabs a can opener. And and I'm like, oh god, like, because there's at this point there's been a fair amount of mutilation, like gross, weird shit being done to people's bodies. So she gets a can opener. I'm like, oh no, like, what is this going for the balls or like, what are we doing here? And then she just beats him about the face with the can opener, and it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's it's what crazy people would do, right? So it it achieves what it's going for. Because it's fucking insane. And we can talk about his uh, his drug trip, because she obviously, she drugged him with the, the soup that she made him. And so on this dr- drug trip, you see a little girl stabbing a bunny. Yeah. Which is disturbing. And then just some random SNN couple just going at it down the hall. Yeah. And w- when it cuts back, there's not really a hall there that he's looking down. And his arm, like, melding into the carpet. Weird, like, nightmarish. Fever you know, dream. Yeah, stuff. And then his, like, flashbacks of, we assume, his mother. Yeah, it's a lot of mama issues going on. Uh, his mom's naked, and, and she, like, she stabs herself or or he stabs her i'm sorry he stabs her she gets stabbed because she's so awful to him she's yeah. saying all these terrible things and being demeaning and you know i mean if you if if a mother mistreats their children it it, it always ends very poorly like that's literally <laughs> how serial killers are yeah. made like a hundred percent of the time if you're a serial killer your mom was not good to you mm-hmm and so there's a lot of mama stuff and weird, like, sexualized stuff with mom. Yeah, and so she's stabbed, and there's lots of body horror around that sequence. And then the tub in this bathroom where his, where his mom is stabbed, like, starts Fountains filling up of with, with poop. With poop. Oh, poop. Oh, so much poop. poop. 
A lot of poop, poop water. A lot of poop water coming out of that. Oh, poop yeah. gas. And then like it like overflow, not only in the tub, but it basically floods the entire bathroom, and he's like going to drown in poop. this weird poop. Poop and then soup. He, then he comes to, and she's just like kind of like lovingly cradling him while hurting him to like. Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. It, but there's so there's so many aspects of this movie that we could talk about, but. But strangely enough, the story and the the amount of time. So it only it's a, like only it was two hours. It was a no, two hour movie. No, 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 no. It was uh, it was like eighty minutes. Oh wait, yeah, you're right. It's an hour. It was an hour and twenty minutes. I thought I was thinking one hundred twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. So it's only it's only eighty minutes, but it feels like an hour. Like it feels short. It, yeah. it really goes very quickly, and. And this could be easily made into a short. It felt like a short that just kind of got stretched out. Yeah, and and that doesn't work against it. I like like when I we paused it early on, and I saw that it was like eighty minutes. I was like, oh man, finally a movie that's just short <laughs> and sweet. And it, and it really is. It's it is everything that I want a good a good movie to be, which is. Short and sweet gets your point across. It's not doesn't get you bogged down in a bunch of superfluous bullshit. The ending, I love the ending. At first, I didn't, and then like ten minutes later, I was like, "Yeah, that was good." <laughs> so, um, and then like we we didn't we haven't talked too much about it, but especially in that scene where he is in her apartment, there's a lot of like dream logic, especially when he's tying her up. Because he, I don't even know if he used a knot, really. He kind of did a knot, but then just wraps the rope loosely around her hands, several around her wrists, like, over and over again. Yeah. And I'm like, not even, like, hog tying or doing anything other than, well, now your wrists are weighted down with rope. (laughs) Take that. And then stuffs, like, some kind of cloth into her mouth, and he's gonna start doing bad things to her and she's like screaming and it's like can't you just spit out the, the yeah, cloth she's like in your mouth trying and- to scream through this cloth but really i mean like if you're looking at it it's like have a, it's like somebody put a little bit of a kleenex in your mouth so yeah. she could just easily spit it out so yeah and then she like stands up and just unwraps her her arms so I, there's just a lot of little touches of Something's not quite right. That's what I would do in a dream and think like, yeah, this is going to work. This is going to be effective. And then it doesn't because you can't think logically in a dream. People think think that that's how it be. And sometimes it do. (laughs) People think it don't be like it be, but it do. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of cool stuff. There's a... Throughout the movie, there's kind of question of how much do each of them know of the other and his intentions. And towards the end of the film, Jackie actually reads his diary and finds out exactly what he wants to do with her. That's right. But then she isn't like too keen on running away or anything. <laughs> she's still like kind of well sticking at this point, around. At this point, she's like fully codependent with him. Yeah. Like she's attached to mm-hmm. him, and she's like doesn't want him to leave. And like, as far as, as far as I could tell, she is from abuse. Like she was yeah. molded and, and made in an abusive 
childhood and relationships and all that kind of stuff. So she's she's ready for this serial killer-ish kind of guy to lay down, her away. <laughs> lay, lay down some roots. <laughs> and then she so the end is basically her putting a ball gag on him and starting to, you know, being the predator herself but not before piercing her nipple. So, I mean, there is truth in advertising in this movie. The title is Piercing, and there is one piercing yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, specifically, one nipple. Her right nipple. Yeah. Um, Which is a good nipple. It was a good nipple. Yeah. yeah. And then it ends with Reed saying, can we eat first? Well, yeah, I mean, basically, she's threatening him with with a ice pick. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, do it. Like, kill like kill me. <laughs> and But let's eat first. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a... It's an interesting movie. Um, final recommendations. Who would like this? I, I think I summed it up perfectly with people that like foreign films but don't <laughs> want to read subtitles That's would a, love this movie. So accurate. <laughs> There's something about that. Yeah. yeah, if you yeah, no, that's for real. If if you dig on foreign films but don't want to read subtitles, this is a perfect stand-in. Yeah. You'll watch it and you'll be like, "I don't understand what this means culturally or if this actually has some kind of outside cultural influence, but it's weird and entertaining nonetheless." Yeah, it's it I mean, this is so not story-driven. And so uh, has so many interesting aesthetic choices and influences that this is really art for art's sake, kind of. And it's and it's entertaining. It's not douchey. You know, it doesn't it doesn't make you uh, regret watching it or make you feel like it's like it's really stretching or anything like that. It's just what it is. Right. Yeah. So would you recommend this? Yeah, to to rent on Amazon? Yeah, I absolutely would. But like I said, if uh if you're not comfortable with body horror like mutilation or anything like that, this is a hard pass for you. Yeah. And anyone else who who if you like dark comedy, like you'd love this movie. This mm-hmm. this movie is a hard dark comedy. This is indeed a disturbing universe. <laughs> oh, Kang. No, that was Maggie. Oh, yes. That was the other parallel that I thought of, because the baby... You know what you have to do, right? This. This is indeed a disturbing universe. Yeah, that's uh, that's the Darth Vader guy. What's his yeah, name? James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones, yeah. That's the one where... That's it a, was the uh, the toaster time machine. Yeah, the treehouse of horror with the toaster. And Maggie kills groundskeeper Willie with an axe in the back for warning Homer. Yeah, yeah. what was happening? Oh. Then, well, do- donuts. What are donuts? Ah! <laughs> oh, look! It's raining, and it's just raining donuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's got to be. The that's, best treehouse of horror that's ever... That's, that, one that's one like the one of the one. first ones, too. That's like the first or second one. Dad, your hand's in the toaster! Ah! <laughs> it's in there again! Ah! <laughs> uh, it's in there again. <laughs> he sits down after getting the toaster completely off his hand, and then it's back in there. <laughs> yeah, he slides... He, like, puts his back to the 
to the cabinets and slides down. Far away from where the toaster was. <laughs> it's in there again. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Go, uh, go rent piercing. And watch that Simpsons episode. And watch that Simpsons episode. Uh, okay, moving on. Let's discuss... The state of the podcast. The state of the podcast. So it's been about six months since we started. We released our first episode at the very, very end of July. And so the full, first full month was August. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we just finished January. So um, we're just excited to to talk about like where we came from, how we've grown, and some stuff that we've been doing that we've uh, seen moves the needle. First of all, talking about how we got here. Yeah. Like what we've talked about it before, but what got us to start the podcast? Well, I I mean I'd been wanting to do something with you for a long time whether it be um you know, something on the side to make money or, um, just, I just wanted to work with you for a long time, but I don't think either of us really wanted to put the effort in. Yeah. Or we couldn't find like the right idea. I don't think it was. Yeah. Like we came, there were things that came up that were, one of us was excited about and the other one wasn't. And yeah, just like kind of fizzled out. And then we watched Hereditary and had such a good time talking about it. Yeah. We realized like, hey, we go to horror movies all the time. Yeah. Because our wives don't go. Yeah. And we need someone to go with us. And we like talking about it. Yeah. So why not start a podcast called Horror Movie Talk? Um what are what are some big moments in the first six months to you? I've I've got my list, but I don't know what stands out to you as like the most important learning experiences or the the uh, inflection points or anything. Um, it's been it's been interesting to uh, listen to myself in the podcast. No matter how cringy it is to listen to myself talk. I know I have to because I don't, I'm not good at leaving out the ums and ahs yet. Right. And I really need to get better about that. So I spent, I spent a lot of time listening to us and, and really raking myself over the coals to try and get better. That's, that's, I mean, and I know that's not like, What's the what are the big keystones for you or anything like that? I mean, I tell you what, watching horror movies all the time can get can get kind of tiresome. But on the other hand, I've been I've watched a lot of horror movies that I never would have before and I'm very <laughs> I'm very glad that I have. Like Puppet Master, The yeah. Littlest Reich, where <laughs> It's like it was delightful. Yeah, it was great. And Overlord, <laughs> I would have looked at that and been and been like, "Oh God, like what a what a blockbustery dumb uh-huh. thing." But it was a fun movie. It was really fun to watch in theaters. Yeah. So uh, like that aspect of getting to getting to really dig deep into horror movies yeah, has been kind of fun. Deep. And dig deep into like how you come across yeah. as a voice. Yeah, is. You know, in its in its own right, a horrifying you know experience. 
Nothing. If you if you want to improve or even just shine a light on how bad at public speaking you are, record an hour long podcast and edit yourself. You're like, oh god, it's rough. How many times do I have a false start in a sentence before I actually get out my idea? Yeah, but I think we've gotten a lot better. Yeah, I mean, a lot better, markedly better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's enough to just listen to yourself in, in the edit bay and realize. It would take so much less effort to just pause and think through something before you talk. Right. Um, for me, the big the big moving pieces were, of course, my unemployment, which happily I'm un- I'm reemployed again now. Yay! But yeah, that was a nice uh, time to figure out a lot of stuff and and try to do it right from the beginning, getting a format and. And laying stuff out in a way that when we do have less time, which um, both of us are going to have a lot less time in the coming months, that we kind of have a have a set structure for, to uh, make it easier for yeah, ourselves. Things will have been all the edges will have been nicely shaved off yeah. and rounded, and things will be easier for us to kind of move forward in a in a in a way that's uh, easier for everybody. Yeah. Um, so anyways, this, this, all this stuff is more of, uh, us, you know, jerking each other off. Yeah. It's probably more, more interesting to us than anyone else. But, um, I mean, some things that, that I thought were interesting for helping us, um, grow as a podcast, moving from bi-weekly to weekly, I think we just realized like, we've got a lot of movies that we want to review and, and doing bi-weekly, like we're going to have backup episodes for years if we don't start releasing them more often yeah um we haven't done a ton about promoting ourselves really a lot of this is just from organic growth from people referring their friends and and sharing it with others yeah and but we've seen month over month consistent growth we haven't had a month yet that we had less downloads than the previous month it's been it's been growing steadily last month was was uh really good month and that was the first time we did a guest spot on a on another podcast and that was something that i always knew like this is something that would you know if we put forth effort we can actually expose ourselves to other audiences and uh we were on a podcast called body count podcast which was part of the we shouldn't be here youtube channel yeah and he yeah shout like, out to yeah. we shouldn't be here that was that was that really helped us. Yeah, it was a really good experience too. That was fun talking with with him. Yeah. Um, and he's got like seventeen thousand subscribers on his YouTube channel. Yeah, YouTube he's channel, pretty popular. And it was a live broadcast of the podcast, and there were people listening. Yeah, it was like, well, damn, this was this is like the first first whole day of one of our podcast release days it was like was happening live yeah. right as we we're recording it if you guys haven't heard it yet um we'll we'll put a link in the uh on the post mm-hmm. for this for this episode and you can go and listen to we were we were doing a kind of a review of paranormal activity too yeah which actually <clears throat> we have our own episode of paranormal activity too recorded yeah. because we killed two birds with one stone on that yeah so that'll be coming up um other things that have helped us is just Twitter. Like, there's a good horror community on Twitter. Yeah. Um, some of the things that didn't help us 
the only ones that like jumped out at me was our first foray into independent horror movie review. I guess I can say that it didn't work for us because we actually did get a lot of traffic to the website, just not a lot of listens. It was bots. For Spiral, Yeah, uh, someone reached out to us and asked to watch his movie, and it was god-awful. Yeah. And he probably regret- <laughs> Joe regretted Clark. asking us. Um, no, that's too specific. Let's just say Jay Clark. <laughs> Jay Clark. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Let's go Josie. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... I think we realized early on, number one, we don't want to watch these movies. And number two, like, no one wants to listen to us talk about these movies that they don't want to watch either. I don't want to wade through a bunch of piles of shit. And then we had that same episode, actually. We had our first interview with, uh, I can't remember his name. Robin Block. Robin Block. From from, In Search of Darkness, the documentary, which is... Still hasn't come out yet. No, it hasn't come out yet. It's in production. Had a really good Kickstarter. They blew through their goals. Yeah, they a couple times. Um, but yeah, that didn't get us. That didn't really move the needle as much as I thought it would. No, as as much as I mean, the the biggest success is Twitter. Like reaching out to horror fans on Twitter and guest guesting on another podcast. So yeah. that's something that we'll probably do in the future. And and getting and and. and seeing limited release movies right yeah so yeah let's talk let's move on to something that might be a little more interesting um talking about our most popular episodes and our least popular episodes and i almost thought about not actually listing these and had having you guess which ones were most popular and least popular but i think you're as much of a nerd Uh, as i am about looking at those stats yeah i like looking at stats so in order from oldest to newest um unfriended dark web our second episode yeah it was our second episode and got a lot of lot of listens to it yeah um episode six the nun which makes sense it's like a cornerstone franchise yeah of the horror genre but really surprisingly like halloween didn't do very well for us and i think it might be because everyone else did that too yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) we did halloween 2018 and halloween 1978 but back to back yeah but i think well and neither one of them did that great i think the hype around the nun was pretty pretty big i think i think the hype train and and also you got to remember that was a memorial day release and uh and there's not a lot going on at memorial day whereas there's a lot going on in in um halloween that's true um the other ones, and you might see a theme here. So, episode 15, Suspiria. I'm sorry, Labor Day, not Memorial Day. What am I thinking? Oh, okay. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't care at all. Episode 17, Hereditary, and episode 19, The House That Jack Built. Wow, that was every other episode. 15, yeah. 17, 19. And those were all like the art house movies that were... Um, well, I guess Hereditary wasn't a new release, but Suspiria and The House That Jack Built were new releases, limited releases. And so that was a nice um, opportunity for us to to review movies that some people wouldn't have opportunity to. Yeah. Um, and then episode 24, Bird Box, was also very popular. So yeah, I think that the, the theme that we're seeing is people like listening to podcast reviews about art house movies. Yeah. That are limited release, that are new releases, and like 
buzzy movies like Bird Box and The Nun. Yeah, uh, that that Bird Box really took off. Yeah, it was like whoa. Now least popular uh, <laughs> episode number one. Not shocking. Not super popular. Not surprising. The Devil's Doorway, which was a found footage streaming online one. Um, the Little Stranger episode five. Which I thought was a good episode, and was our first episode to get like a Twitter comment about it. Yeah, a Twitter uh, comment, twi- a tweet. Um, but not a lot of listens. Disappointingly, episode eleven, the puppet master, the littlest Reich, got yeah. almost no listens. Yeah, if you guys haven't listened to that, you really should. That d- puppet master, the littlest Reich, is the sleeper of twenty eighteen. Really, really fun, funny movie. And I think I think it just got slept on because it's such a goofy franchise. Yeah. You know, but it is worth watching. <laughs> uh, episode 14, Top Fives. So this was our episode where we're just kind of giving an introduction to our taste and sensibilities and no one cares yeah but but you know what i I don't i don't give a shit either because i had a that's the most fun i've that's that was the funnest episode i ever to this day i think i've ever done maybe next to sleepaway camp yeah that one was that one was fun and then uh most recently episode 22 paranormal activity the ghost dimension not a lot of downloads on that one Mm, mm -hmm, mm-hmm So, takeaway is people don't like shitty movies. Mm. Don't like listening to people <laughs> review shitty movies. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, so, yeah, um, we've asked our audience several times on the podcast to go to our website and take our audience survey. We're going to stop, like, in earnest asking for that. We appreciate those that have filled out the survey. Um, it was interesting to us, mostly... Uh, to validate that what we're putting out is in some kind of relative terms quality that yeah. we're not like at least somewhat entertaining turning people <laughs> off and there's a little bit of a selection bias because people that you know took that probably liked it you know but um i wanted to go over in case you were interested who Just, are who our listeners are who who are you that are that are listening yeah in terms of demographics 80 percent 86 percent male not shocking at all to me. Why? Uh, <laughs> Explain why. Just intuitively. I, I don't know. You just feel not, it in your in your bones. We're two dudes. I do know that like that was one of the early on suggestions that I had to David, and he was like, "Hard no." What was like? What if we got a female voice on the podcast? And uh, I said no. Yeah, you like, said no big time. Not necessarily that we're against having a female voice but it adds a level of complexity in terms of dealing with our wives yeah 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 no i stand by that (laughs) and uh it's just not really worth entertaining not that like oh so you're gonna go to movies on fucking friday night with some some girl who's not me (laughs) while i'm here with the kids i don't fucking think so guy it's like you yeah you get a point (laughs) i should probably shouldn't do that so yeah i mean that's one of the things that like i understand we're we're pretty myopic from our standpoint and we're from portland so we understand you know that being white males, you know, just not is not super compelling it's, to a lot of people. It's it's straight up. It's the worst thing you can be. 
next to actually Hitler. So. Yeah. Um, but it's just, uh, and I recognize that other podcasts that have th- that uh, female voice in it, you know, are a little, probably a little more successful than us. I don't know. Yeah, but if we had if we had a, f- a female podcaster in here with us, then we couldn't be naked. It's true. I mean, maybe we could, but I don't want to risk it. Yeah. It seems like, that seems like a trip down to the court. Yeah. For sure. It's true. Yeah. And how could I, how could I jack off in the, while recording? Yeah. We only have like well, a double ended do? fuck sleeve. Right. So, Where? I mean, we don't have any kind of dildo for someone else. What, like, what else, <laughs> what do you expect me to do? <laughs> Oh God! My, 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 <laughs> if any of you are listens to listeners to uh, your mom's house, it's a great, uh, Terry. great cool guy <laughs> on there reviewing a double ended fuck sleeve. Sweet cool guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. More about our audience. More about our audience. Seventy one percent are twenty five through thirty four. Um, young young men like the pod. Income, surprisingly to me, is pretty evenly spread. Like, there's a wide range from, you know, $30,000 a year to over 100000 Way like, over hundred. Like, well, dang. You, uh... So you we, people that make over 100000 like, maybe, maybe we should uh, set up a Patreon for you guys. What you just guys, in case. What are you guys... You know. you, you're not shopping on Amazon? What's going on? <laughs> I know you got. I know you do. I know you're gonna buy a yacht on Amazon. <laughs> Just click through the link. Uh, <laughs> about half of the listeners are married, and most don't have kids yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And over this is also another surprising one. Over half work at companies that are a thousand employees or more. So half of them work at like big corporations. Over half. Yeah, that's weird to me. I've always well, that's not true. Uh, there was a period in my life where I worked for the federal government, but other than that, I've always worked for pretty much small companies. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That could have been federal. I don't even think about federal government stuff, and it is like half of the economy, so yeah. it's not shouldn't be that surprising. Yeah, that could be it. By the way, I don't want it like, I don't, so that means 14% of our listeners are female. I certainly don't want to uh, segregate or or make you feel less than. I really appreciate all, all the females who listen to our show. It's just not shocking yeah. that 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 you don't. And if anything, thank you it, for hanging in there with us. If anything, it makes your voice more important. So reach out to us on social media and, and call us on our shit if you need to. Yeah, no kidding. Let me just pull up the audience. Oh no. Okay. So here's. Here's the uh, viewer, or sorry, the listener satisfaction ratings. I was really happy to see that um, it, it had the the column for how important you think this stuff is for a podcast, and what your satisfaction level was for our podcast for it. And so, for almost all of them, we're performing better than their expectations in uh, reliability for episode release. Uh, length of episode, frequency of new episodes, placement of ads or sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> they like the jokey jokes. Um, That's really good to know because because I have a good time with the with the joke spots. Yeah, uh, they like our website design and website content. 
go to horrormovietalk.com. Yeah. Um, stuff that we could see improvement on. It wasn't like uh, overwhelmingly bad. Like it was just less than a point off of their expectations were overall quality. <laughs> <laughs> which is like all right fair fair point because that's a question that we're like how can we make this better i and don't know we don't always have an answer for that yeah so yeah but we understand overall quality there's better well, podcasts like maybe the answer is get in shape you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like be a happier person <laughs> like work on yourself just and holistically quite, quite frankly i refuse yeah. <laughs> um content is one that's slightly off. Like, that's another thing. It was like, yeah, should probably have better content. <laughs> I guess. But, but that's, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> the earnestness that you said that with. <laughs> you're, like, you're, like, you're like, that's hard. Uh, it is hard. Yeah. Yeah, and and actually, the interesting like I'm so so glad we're not very far off. Yeah, uh, that's all. Like we're less than a point off in this, yeah. in this in the one to ten spectrum, and so that tells me that because it is not easy yeah. <laughs> to do this. This is this when you're is when you got a full time job and you're like figuring out all right, what can we do in this? Po- what can we do in this episode? And you've got like. I don't know, maybe about a day, yeah. a day and a half prep to like figure out bits and setting up audio cues and whatnot. It's like, I know we need to do better, but. Yeah, you know, I think the answer is is doing it throughout the week, you know, yeah. as best you can. Yeah. But um, we're just not not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then the 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 other one that's, that's slightly, uh, we're underperforming, and this was like the the least amount of underperforming only uh, off by 0.14 mm-hmm. from expectations is the hosts <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing i can do about that i mean i'm glad that in the comments they weren't like get rid of bryce <laughs> just i would rather just listen to david Ugh. Get, be awful. get new. It's a great podcast. If you could get more interesting and in, interesting hosts, it'd be great. Yeah, but yeah, um, the likes were pretty consistent. Uh, they said people like the hosts and the banter and the chemistry between us, which is good. And then some people uh, said they they uh, enjoyed the horror movie genre being being able to enjoy the horror movie genre without having to go see the movies alone yeah i've received which is, which is really like the goal that we had for this podcast is like we'd go see horror movies together cuz we didn't have anyone else to go with and giving an opportunity to someone experience the the friendly banter about good to shitty horror movies is yeah. is just a feels like a good outlet yeah and i have i have a few friends who don't like horror movies and but want to know about them you know because like the nun looks compelling but it also looks spooky (laughs) (laughs) so uh, let's just hear about it yeah uh another listener said i really enjoy the spoilers part usually can't make it through most horror movies but i uh, I love comedic takes on some of the aspects of the spoilers, so that's good. People, Some people think we're funny. 
Um, and then <laughs> dislikes. Some of these were just trying to be funny. Too short. Needs to be way longer. <laughs> I know that's not true. <laughs> this episode alone is proof that that's not true. Um, oh, some some uh, criticisms of our audio quality. The trailer audio is out of context and difficult to follow and... Um, some people saying like it's, we've been too loud. The dynamic range is a little off when we play clips, yeah. which is good feedback. Cause I was able to, you know, try to correct that. Um, one, <laughs> one person just put dislikes production, <laughs> <laughs> unproductive, <laughs> but I appreciate the feedback. <laughs> um, sometimes the hosts get off track from the topic and forget what they were initially talking about <laughs> but it's entertaining and pretty much all i could ask from a podcast so it was a little bit of a compliment sandwich there yeah um i i mean and and to be to be frank i that's like one of my favorite parts uh, yeah. is just is just going down rabbit holes and then yeah. ending up somewhere else and being like where were we i don't know and this was the first response and I, i'm pretty sure this is from a f- friend of yours because they knew this would float your boat. I know exactly who that is. Some episodes can be long. Not enough American Psycho references. He's not wrong. We don't reference American Psycho enough. (laughs) Feed me a stray cat. So anyways, I hope that's a little bit of payoff for all the annoying uh, asks for taking the survey. Helps us understand who you are and and get to know you. Thank you for listening to the podcast and, and giving us that feedback. It really is valuable to us. And don't be shy. You don't have to take the survey. You can just tweet us at horror movie talk and uh or leave a comment on any one of our posts at horrormovietalk.com yeah um so what's next for horror movie talk well i guess more horror movies so next week (laughs) next week we're going to be recording with eric wergler who is a personal friend of bryce and myself also a member of the band my brothers and i uh, so we're going to be watching, what's, what's the name of that movie? Oh, the, the prodigy, the prodigy. We're going to be watching the prodigy and reviewing that with Eric and hopefully he brings a mic so that we can record him and yeah. what he has to say about it. Yeah. Um, so that'd be fun. So yeah, we're looking forward to, you know, having guests on the show. We, we need to figure out, you know, get a couple new mics to, to do that. But, uh, yeah, we'd like to have guests on the show. If you if you have a podcast and want to cross promote, we'd be open to that, and we'd love being guests on other podcasts that share a similar audience or kind of a, a closely related audience to horror movies. Uh, one of the things coming up is David's going to have a a new babby, new little little beba, mm-hmm. little 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 peanut. There was a baby? There will be a baby. A tragic boating accident. No, a tragic no. boating accident. No, no. <laughs> There's, so, so tomorrow we're going in to, and Carrie is going to be induced because she has a little pre-hypertension going on. She got a little oh, no. bit of, just, just recently got diagnosed with gestational diabetes and she's diabetes. Qu- diabetes. She's quite frankly, she's done with carrying this child. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, having, having the baby or getting induced, I should say tomorrow. So with God, with God's luck, speed, uh, I'm going to have uh, another little girly. Yep. 
sweetie pie. And she's going to turn to you and say, You know what you have to do, right? Yeah. yeah you got to record hooker. more podcast episodes. Kill that hooker. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, with a new job and a new baby, we'll, we'll see. Like, I think we've got enough podcast episodes in the wings that we shouldn't see any kind of interruption. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, just... Just be aware we have at lives outside of out of the podcast that there might be some hitches. Totes. In the future, I think, uh, toying with the idea of opening our Patreon page. A super low energy Patreon. A super low energy <laughs> Patreon. Um, we're not going to jump over many hoops because like, we're, we're probably pretty close to tapped on how much time we can put into it without yeah. getting any kind of funding out of it. <laughs> uh <clears throat> And then maybe even doing like some kind of store on the website for some stickers or, or t-shirts, but that's just that requires investment on our part, so that's probably not coming up next month either. No. Um, if you're one of those people that make you know ninety to one hundred fifty k, I mean, like you tell us what you want. Yeah, let's we'll just be happy to provide it to you. Let's for- just redistribute that wealth <laughs> right away. <laughs> um. And then uh, I think we'll just try harder to self-promote in general, trying to find new ways to to go the extra mile. I mean, a couple of the ideas that we've had to promote that other podcasts do that we have yet to do is like... Ticker tape parades. Ticker tape parades. (laughs) (laughs) Festivals, like going to horror movie festivals. We still haven't really gone to one yet. Um, Even just like putting up a poster or two somewhere. Yeah, man. I'm excited to uh, throw trash all over Portland and Vancouver (laughs) in the form of flyers that I staple to telephone poles. If y'all aren't familiar with Portland and the way that promotion in Portland, Oregon works, maybe look up Portland, Oregon telephone pole in Google (laughs) because it is impressive to see. These things that are essentially trees wrapped in trees, like just tons of paper around these telephone poles. And it's a wet environment, so it's kind of shocking that they still, like, exist after a while. Yeah, they're, they're like, in various stages of decomposition, Mm -hmm. just, like, dripping with paper. Um, so yeah, we might not, we might put up, yeah, we might put up trash on telephone poles. Yeah. See, I'm such a goody two shoes that I'm like, but the police could find us. What if the city ordinance says no? They look at, it's horror movie talk and they can find our names from that. (laughs) I might get a ticket. That's, that's a super Mormon inclination of yours. (laughs) (laughs) But what if, (laughs) oh man. What if I get a ticket for littering? (laughs) Uh, so uh yeah we'll see we'll see how that goes we want to we're kind of addicted to the month over month growth because that keeps us motivated and now we got a short month coming up and we got to step it up we got to figure out what we're gonna do yeah cross promote bro um okay so that's a state of the podcast i hope that wasn't too boring it was interesting to us and so you know deal with it deal with it and now on to horror movie news. Just a couple items. Uh, Steven Spielberg produced The Turning, which is an ab- adaptation of The Turn of the Screw, has been bumped back to 2020. I don't think it was bumped that much. It was, I think it was probably planned on mid to late 
2019 anyways. This is news to me. I, the whole thing. I, I wasn't aware of the turning. Can, do, you, are you, do you have any sort of... The turn of the screw is like one of my wife's favorite stories. Just like a spooky story of um, like two kids that are being taken care of by like a house mistress or something. And it's very questionable whether it's actually haunted or not. Okay. And it's just a really um, spooky English type horror, you know, kind of like the little stranger, you know? Yeah. The others. Is that, is that really happening or not? Right. never really answered, but uh, it's a really famous uh, horror story and Steven Spielberg isn't directing it, but he's producing it and it's going to be called The Turning and it'll be out next year. Cool. Look in forward ja- to that. In January. Um, Dude, 2020 is a, less than a year away. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's fucking insane. 2020 is like one of those years that I always, in my mind, it was like, you know, as a little kid watching Terminator 2, like, you know, and it would say, in the far-flung future of 2020 or something like right. that, and I'd just be like, well, that year's never going to happen. <laughs> Here we are, almost there. Then, uh, so that, that bit of news came from Bloody Disgusting. Um, sad note, character actor and horror fan favorite Dick Miller died last oh. week. Uh, you might recognize him from Piranha, Gremlins 1 and 2. He was, uh, the Mr. Dad. Flutterman. He was the dad. No, he wasn't the dad in Oh, Gremlins. I'm sorry. He was the, he was like the town, he was the, he was the town drunk. He was the town drunk. Yeah. Type guy. Um, he was also in the Howling, the Terminator, and Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. Yeah, Chopping Mall. Um, How have do you, you seen that one? No. <laughs> I saw Red Letter Media did a review of it, and it looks delightful. I bet. It has robots. It's like an 80s horror movie with robots in a mall that finds of kids course. that are broken to the mall to have sex. Of course, Red Letter Media. Like, they're on some sort of weird mission to review every single <laughs> 80s, 70s and 80s movie with robots in it. Um, how do you fall on the name Dick? Like, how do you go, <laughs> yeah, my name's Richard. Let's go Dick with it, you know? Is that just a, is that like a super alpha move or? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I respect that. Final thing, Lee Wenell. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's going to tackle Escape from New York, a remake for Fox. Uh, This news comes from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Wenell made his debut by writing and co-creating the Saw franchise with James Wan. And he also uh, teamed up with Wan uh, on Insidious, that franchise. Um, he made his directorial debut for in, uh, with Insidious Chapter 3 last year, and he wrote, sorry, last year he wrote and directed uh, Upgrade, which is a horror movie fan favorite from, from 2018. Yeah, man. I, uh, I, I kind of wasn't wanting to see that, except the name... Just, yeah, it's got to be the worst name. It's the worst name I can possibly think of, because it makes me think of that one... <laughs> it makes me think of the pimp from... Idiocracy. His name's Upgrade, which he spells with two D's for a double dose of his pimping. <laughs> That's a... In terms of movies with just names that completely undercut them, 
that would be up there with uh high on the list uh, what's the tom cruise one that was uh valkyrie it's not that no it's not that it's the die another day one that's not die another day it's like the dvds made the title live die repeat <laughs> like huh. so way more obvious than what the actual title was wow and it's it's a testament that i can remember that more than the actual <laughs> title and it was a good movie it was a really good movie yeah anyways importance of titling Anyway, so that's the horror movie news. Not not a lot going on, but since we're going to be releasing this pretty soon, might as well talk about what's going on in the news. Yeah, next week we'll be doing Prodigy. The Prodigy. The Prodigy. It's a it's a documentary based on the '90s um, electro. I'm rock a fire group. starter. <laughs> uh, no, it's a, a movie about a creepy kid. I think. So, but is it a kid? Yes. You have to watch it to find out. No. All right. Listen. <laughs> so thanks again for listening. Uh, share the podcast with a friend if you like it. And don't forget to use code HMT with if you're going to sign up for Shudder to get a 30-day free trial at checkout. Um, don't forget, if you're going to buy anything on Amazon, go ahead and click on our uh, button in the banner of HorrorMovieTalk.com so we can get a sweet, sweet taste of that Amazon juice. Oh, baby. Special thanks this week to We Shouldn't Be Here YouTube channel, uh, the Body Count Podcast, which had us on as guests and helped us bump up our listeners um, after that. We really appreciated that. Thanks again to listeners who completed our survey so we could bore you with the details from from the findings. Let me also thank the Scariest Things podcast for including us in their recent um, – uh, they had a uh, – they had a thingy awards, and uh, they polled us and a bunch of other um, horror fans slash um, in- industry insiders and that kind of stuff, and they included us in their in their podcast. So thanks, uh, Eric Lee and Scariest Things. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're good friends yeah. of the of the show. They drop us a. A mention every once in a while on their on their pod. Just a brief shout out to a new podcast on the streets. One of my friends from high school came out with a new podcast this last week called the Hundred and Thirty Eighth Simpsons Simpsons Podcast. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, I and remember it's... you telling me about this and me being like, "Jesus Christ!" But why though? <laughs> because there's they... no bigger Simpsons fan than me. Yeah, and they're reviewing only the episodes after the Golden Age, so. Season 11 on are what they're talking about. They're and they're huge Simpsons fans, too. So they're going to pick them apart and, and criticize stuff. I listened to their first episode. Um, off to a very good start. I was worried about their audio quality from the from the preview, but they've they figured out some things. It doesn't... Um, I think they're still using one mic, but it sounds pretty good. Pretty decent. To be clear, they're reviewing season 11... <laughs> To like twenty nine or yeah. thirty, at which random. Are, They're not going in order, which is an interesting element. Which, if you know anything about The Simpsons, that's basically called Zombie Simpsons because it's ga- hot garbage. I mean, comparatively, it's it's still a quote unquote fine show. Yeah, it's like going. It's like reviewing, you know, The Family Guy. 
It's like, why bother? Yeah, but... Yeah, so I'm sure they're just going to rip... Because they're fans of the real... The, the good Simpsons. Yeah. So that I'm sure they're just going to, every, every episode is just going to be ripping it, ripping it a new one. And there's like in total, there's 680 episodes of the Simpsons or yeah. something like that. So they have like four or 500, you know, four, at least 400 episodes worth of, worth of ripping to do so damn yeah so they'll they'll have plenty of content so check them out that's the the 138th simpsons podcast uh with craig Riedler and steve lutz check them out um thanks again for all your listens your downloads um we'll see you next week bye-bye we love you bye